I have a problem with my face generally. Um, my face has this thing where words will not be coming out of it, but it will still have words sitting right here. Mm -hmm. And um, it stresses people out. I had a boss who like told me that my, my face ruined her entire day. And I was like, huh, all right. Wow. I am thrilled to have Christina Zaccoli as my guest today. With nearly two decades of event management experience, Christina is an accomplished and award-winning senior level events leader. She has a proven track record in spearheading communications, resource development, and seamless on-site event operations. Recognized by employers and industry associations, Christina excels in budgeting, profit and loss management, sponsorships, and floor plan development, driving maximum growth and productivity. Her expertise lies in delivering customized executive level events for key accounts while steering sales, marketing campaigns, and leading technical teams to achieve overall success. With exceptional problem solving and strategic thinking and adaptability skills, Christina builds strong professional relationships and excels in fast-paced, deadline-driven environments. Welcome, Christina Zaccoli. Welcome to Eventus 365, the podcast that's all about corporate events and the magic behind the scenes. I'm your host, Yannick DaCosta, and I am excited to take you on a journey through the world of corporate events. But before we dive in, let's talk about the stress of creating marketing material for your events. We all know how tough it can be when deadlines are tight and resources are limited, but guess what? YKME Visual Communications has got your back. Our design firm specializes in working with corporate event professionals just like you, and we're here to help take the stress out of creating stunning graphics for your event. Our team of expert designers can deliver custom brand compliant designs in just 12 hours. So whether you need branding, signage, marketing materials, or anything else, YKMD's got you covered. Okay, now that that's done, let's start the show. All right, Christina, welcome. Um, so you have a pretty impressive, like 20 year career that has seen you manage numerous events from like local ones, international extravaganzas, um, this rapidly changing industry, how would you utilize technology to kind of streamline operations and to improve the event experience? Like, can you share some of your favorite tech tools or platforms? Sure. So... I use a bunch of different ones. So we have a mobile app that benefits not only us as organizers, but attendees that come to the event because they can have the floor plan right at their fingertips. If we have a conference component, they can pull up the agenda um, at B2C shows. So like at a Comic-Con, they can use it to scan QR codes at various booths. Uh, they'll get pop-up notifications, like text messages um, that say certain booths are having contests or there are signings going on here by, you know, this character or that character. Um, so that a good, strong mobile app is one. ExoCAD or a Blueprint, which makes floor plans. That's crucial. And that's actually, I'm such a nerd when it comes to that because I love... What's then a... Whoa, I'm sure... They, so they're actually going to be on my pod. Um, really? 
I just I don't know what episode, but yeah, they're coming on to talk about their um their um their floor plans, their interactive floor plans. So that's really cool that you brought that up. Okay, continue. The interactive floor plans are fantastic. So I love creating the floor plans. So it's it's not it's easier than Django because they're all little boxes and just putting them on the floor plan itself and creating it. I've loved doing forever, but when you make it interactive and you can upload it to the mobile app, it's fantastic because it can literally take you anywhere on the floor plan. You're a little pain and it just moves you. And then when you add components like uh, eye beacons, so if you're within like a 30 foot radius of a certain eye beacon, you'll get whatever pop-up notification a certain sponsor wants you to get. So the interactive floor plans are, they're super cool. And that's one of the technology features I really, really, really like. Um, but there are so many new ones that come out constantly. You have to usually have a mobile app to interact with them, but some of them allow you to do so much gamification and really get to know your attendees and you get amazing statistics and analytics from it. And the reports that you pull are crucial to having a successful next event but technology is one of the, the best things that you can play with when planning events no i totally love that um i think i think that people who don't leverage technology as it who don't leverage technology to kind of make their workflow more efficient or to improve just like the overall like attendee experience put their events um and and kind of like at a like a significant disadvantage because people will continue to go to events and have these great experiences and then they'll just be like whoa that was rubbish why are we even going to go back there so yeah I think, and you do have them like yeah. a lot of them yeah I may be still use paper I, listen I'm I may be the I may be the person who goes to the event I'm like why am I coming here <laughs> This is ghetto. I don't belong here. I gotta go. Yep. They right. still exist. Mind, and I, mind you, I'm a very tactile person, but like I still also want to be efficient on the go, right? right. Um, all right. So throughout your career, you've emphasized the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Am I right? Mm -hmm. So can you share your approach to ensuring that these values are infused throughout the entire event planning process and um, maybe the actual event itself like are there strategies are there um, things that you would recommend to other event professionals for them to implement yep so the way I approach it is kind of a 365 strategy so it's not just the event it's pre and post event so I'll give you a couple examples. We always participate in the Pride Parade here in New York City. And we've done it with a veterinarian group. So they provide free service to all the homeless who have animals. So we partner with them and do what we can. We don't do surgeries or anything like that. Yeah. But we help no, out when no. we can. You know, <laughs> guys don't want to just start doing surgeries on people's like children no okay great no okay. no not that um so we do that but then we also partner with the uh, veterinary pride association and we do what they have a booth at a lot of our shows 
and we provide scholarship opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one example. We've also worked um, with women in tech. So specifically with the women and how they can grow their career, uh, especially in the technology field. We've also done women in the events industry. I'm part of an organization that does kind of a mix of a dress for success and also a mentoring program for young women who might not have the opportunity to go to college or have dropped out of high school. Um, A lot of them are in, some of them are in or come from domestic shelters. So they get a mentorship and they also get close to go to an interview and interview in. So it's kind of a mix of that drives for success and everything. Um, So it supports them. So there's a lot of things that we do before the show and at the events. So at the events, everybody who, any association we can find will get a booth. So whether it is, you know, women business owners or it is pride associations or it's literally anyone, they can come and deliver their message via a booth or a speaking session. So they can deliver it multiple ways, but it is important for us to involve as many associations and make our show floor and our entire organization as diverse as possible. I love that. So I um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm president of this thing called the Graphic Artists Guild, right? And it's a national trade association for graphic designers. And um, one of the big things that we focus on within our organization is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, it kind of stems from a couple of things. I know for me, more specifically, because I am often the only Black person in the room, which can be very frustrating. And the more and more I take a step outside myself and look around, I realize it's not just, it's not just like graphic arts. It's also in the event space. It's also in the medical field. For some reason, there's always just like one of us in everything. Whereas like, we're just like, how is this a thing? And then we all know each other because it's always like, we're always looking for community and trying to hold hands. And so one of the big things that we're working on is increasing the level of education about the profession within um, underserved communities. So people know, number one, like this is a this is a way for you to provide a good source of living for yourself moving forward. Like this is not just for people who have the privilege to do the arts, so to speak. Um, and that it is possible, right? Like to actually not be a starving artist because that's also like a thing that people tend to say like, oh, you, you went to college to major in art? It's not a real thing. Kick rocks, lady. Um, so that's like a random share. I felt like dropping that on your table because I was like, it kind of it tugged at my heartstrings a bit. I was just like, oh, that I can totally understand and identify with that. I, um, I, I went to another conference and I won't say which one, I did talk to the organizers and they were like, yes, we're working on diversifying like the people who attend. Because I was like, I can literally count all the Black people. And I actually went up and I introduced myself to most of them because I was like, I can't be the only person who notices that we are at an international conference and the world population is at a minimum 70% Black people and I can count all the Black people in here, like at one glance. Anywho, random share random share uh switching gears a bit 
uh, <laughs> after I dropped my bomb and run away. Um, as like an event planning expert, you've been responsible for, you know, preparing budgets, managing profit and loss statements, you know, sponsorships and developing the floor plans like you mentioned earlier. Can you share some of the best practices and tips to ensure these processes kind of like run smoothly and like enable people to like maximize on organizational growth and productivity as it relates to the um, event? Yeah. Number one, when it comes to events is you have to stay organized. There are so many moving parts and you are always doing at least five things at one time because you're never working on one event. You're usually working on multiple events at different stages. So you have to stay organized and up to date. If you, I hate to say it, but if you take a week off for vacation and you come back, that is the worst feeling coming back on that, that Monday or whatever, because you are so far behind and you got to catch up quick because changes in the floor plan have happened. Sponsors have signed up with, you know, new wants. And there are so many things that change every day. You have to stay up to date and organized. Um, inventory changes and you really don't want to fall behind. Um, Pre-event meetings are also crucial. So before you go into an event, you should always have your pre-event meeting because what you do is you'll go through every single department and what their job is, so what they've planned and what's going to happen once you're on site. And those meetings are the longest meetings, so probably three, four hours long. Uh-huh. Just going through the but, details. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, you have to go through them all. Finance has to tell you if payments have to be collected. And operations has to tell you when build up is and when breakdown starts and you have to know when catering is when comes in comes out because you want to know when you're going to eat you know it's it's every little detail in those meetings but they help you stay organized and it's going to make you run an efficient event gotcha um you're talking about like efficiency right like in a world where logistical mishaps can like make or break your event You've been recognized for ensuring seamless coordination of on-site operations, right? Could you walk us through your thought process and strategies for handling logistics outside of like, you know, having that communication and like having that kickoff meeting? Are there any must-dos that, you know, our listeners should keep in mind to be able to have that reputation of having logistics that are like on point all day, every day? It depends on what level you're at. So the level I'm at, I have to know every single thing about my event. I better know how many exhibitors I have. I better know the floor plan inside and out. I better know who my sponsors are because if I don't know everything about my event, I can't expect my staff to. So if you're at that director or higher level, you better know your event inside and out. And then depending on what department you're in, I hold meetings every morning and every close of the show. So every morning, everyone else knows what to expect because they probably don't know every single aspect of the show because they're not supposed to, and then they don't have to. So you do. Right, because I do. Yeah. Exactly. So in the morning, we go through the whole day 
and what they can expect. And at the end of the day, we're like, okay, what went right? What went wrong? What can we fix for tomorrow? And then the same thing the next day. All right, do we remember what we just said last night? Let's go do it. And at the end of the day, how did it go? So I love that. I love that. I think I think that's actually really awesome. I so within like my company, we actually do this thing. Um, sorry, sometimes I say things that don't give context enough. And sometimes I'm like, some people know, some people don't know. So I own a graphic design firm and we work with um, corporate event planners. And for us, what we do is at the beginning of the day, we all know what we're, what everybody's working on. And at the end of the day, there's a report, like, this is what I worked on. This is how long it took. This is what's happening. And so that's what we kind of do for us. But I think it's probably even more important, like on the show floor, right? Especially like when we're talking about like on-site staff. So the people who don't work in-house with you, who are not as familiar with like the brand or, or what's actually, what the actual plan is, or maybe even like banquet staff, right? Like if you're like, if you're catering, the, the staff before is not the staff tonight. So maybe you have to like update the the maitre d' and they need to update their waiters or whatever it is. Um, so I think that's actually a really great practice and like a really great tip. So thanks for sharing that. Um, can you share like a challenging situation from one of your events and how you use like your problem solving skills to turn it around? Like how how do you approach problem solving in such like a fast paced environment? Because events come at you like hard hitting. Yep. They're definitely not for the weak. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I am very proud to say I'm pretty good on site. It takes a lot to rattle me. I'm pretty calm. Um, so this happened fairly recently. Bag inserts. So we give a show bag. Bag inserts are a sponsorship. You can put whatever you want in the bag. The day before the show, we could not find one. So we have the tracking information for all the bag inserts. We could not find one. I mean, we went through the graveyard, which is where all the packages come in. We went through everything, every pallet. We could not find this insert. We went to the exhibitor's booth, wasn't there. So what we did was we went through emails where they have to send everything to us and we approve it. So we found their proof that we approved. And I had it printed overnight and the entire staff came in early and we cut them. And instead of putting them in the bags, the bags are stuffed the day before. There's nothing I can do about that. And I'm definitely not going to restuff 2000 bags. We put them on the registration counter. So when the temps gave out the badges, they gave this insert with the badge and with an issue that big, you have to tell the sponsor what happened. So I went to the sponsor that morning and I was like, look, this is what happened. And the guy was like, um, well, we actually forgot to ship them. And I had them in my hotel room, but they were so impressed that we printed them and handed That's them out. Hilarious. I know, right? It's, it's like, and the only reason why it's hilarious is because you were probably freaking the hell out. That's the first. Thing. Absolutely. And you don't want to go to the sponsor without already having a solution. So you're like, okay, problem, find solution now yep. and then go. Um, exactly. Only to hear that someone didn't communicate and it wasn't yep. you. Um, exactly. Hilarious. Um, so they had given you the tracking number, but didn't drop it off or the shipping person yep. didn't pick it up. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> that's bad okay but like you um, said I can't go to the sponsor without a solution 
Yeah. Because so. people, people will look at you great, right? Like, I, there's no way. I mean, even if, like, something really bad happens where, like, within my business, like, I'm still always, okay, problem, solution, go. All right, no problem. I can give that to the client. It's bad news, but this is what we were able to do. And this is what you can expect moving forward. Otherwise, it's kind of yeah. just like, please don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. Just why are why are you why are we speaking? You're just setting yourself up for me to yell. Like, don't do exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. I would have had to refund him. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right, right. Only to find out. Yeah, no. Okay. I love that. Um that's actually pretty awesome. Um <laughs> So I think that's a good spin on customizing like executive level offense, um, offense, wow, events. Um, apparently I can't talk. Can you share some like unique requirements you've had to fulfill for like key accounts? Like how do you ensure that these customizations align with the brand and the objectives of the event? Because I mean, sometimes, sometimes executives, no shade, can be a little diva-ish. I mean, sometimes they've earned it and we can understand. But. Oh, yeah. So I've had clients that they they target a specific group of our attendees. So they're invite-only receptions. And they've asked for things like signature drinks, which that's usually fairly easy. Um, we had one that wanted their appetizers to start with the letter the first letter of their name so let's say their name was zoom for example you'd have to have zucchini and then octopus and then oranges and then meatballs like okay that was not as bad as i thought so at first i thought you meant the first name of every person who was invited i was like oh my god <laughs> Right. No. And, that's to, and, that's, and that's to tell you the level of ridiculousness I'm accustomed to hearing um, so I was like okay okay well, that was bad but not so bad yeah that was one we always it's usually always the client colors so napkins um we had one that had a, a an inappropriate slogan that they wanted printed on all of the cups so we had to find a way around that because we Wait, still organized. Wait, what was the slogan? It was something about like we go down with the dogs or we're down or we, it was going down on something. Oh. So we as the event organizer, it's still our event, even though it's hosted by another company. Yeah, yeah, yeah because that, yeah. Uh -huh. So we had to find a way around that and told them if we could just print something a little less exciting appropriate yes we could just dull that down a little bit yeah gotcha but we've had specific requests for you know certain types of music that we've had to find um certain certain types of glitter so like certain shapes of glitter that we've had to find it's they do get very picky when it comes to interesting a big event. 
in the mix in the midst of all of that like how do you keep your team motivated and focused like with all the nitpicking that happens all the details all the tension like how do you keep your team motivated and focused especially when working in such a challenging deadline driven environment like what's your secret to maintaining team morale it's funny because I have a team that wears their emotion on their face and <laughs> they are stressed out. You see it. So I'm always positive one, the one that's upbeat, the one that's smiling. Um, so what I do with them and they make fun of me all the time. I celebrate all small wins, every single small win. If somebody who's usually like five, 10 minutes late, they show up on time one day. I am jumping around like an idiot and I'm, you know, I'm celebrating them like it's their birthday. Uh -huh. Or if somebody, you know, does their hair different on site, I'm celebrating them. If someone, you know, looks particularly sharp that day, I'm going to celebrate them. I go out of my way to act ridiculous to keep them smiling because you can't take everything so seriously mm -hmm. I mean there are events we're not we're not putting a man on the moon we're not doing heart yeah. surgery yeah. it's an event and it's supposed to be fun unless you're, you're working at the, unless you're working at like the vet uh charity maybe no okay just kidding yeah <laughs> we're not doing that kind of surgery <laughs> okay no I think that's pretty cool like maintaining a decent sense of humor I um I have a problem with my face generally. Um, my face has this thing where words will not be coming out of it, but it will still have words sitting right here. Mm -hmm. And um, it stresses people out because even there are times where like my mood, my general mood and temperament is good, but my face says, this is a problem and it needs to be fixed, but it's a problem in my head that is being solved for, not a problem that I want any like external help or feedback with. And so people will be like, well, what's wrong? And I'll say nothing because it's nothing for you to be involved with, but then they'll be like, right. are you in a bad mood? I'll be like, no, because it's not that I've been a bad mood. It's because I'm literally processing how I could be in a bad mood and how to not make myself be in that bad mood. Like it's a lot going on and it stresses people out. They're like, they like, I, I, I had, I had a boss who like told me that my, my face ruined her entire day. And I was like, huh? All right. Wow. Yeah. 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 And I was like, well, I was just sitting at my desk minding my business. <laughs> What a thing to say. It was, listen, it was seven o'clock in the morning. So I, I used to get into work somewhere between like seven and nine. So nine was the required time to get in. But my boss got in like 637. So if you got in like after seven, it was almost like you were late because she had already filled up your inbox uh. with all the things. So I would just go at seven and I would like get like whatever I could get done, done. And then yeah. by nine, we would have like a meeting, which supposed to be in at nine but the expectation is that we're actually supposed to be at our desk at 8 50 because we need 10 minutes to get our coffee inside of our computer and then actually go into our nine o'clock meetings um but yeah no I don't think I'll ever forget that it was it, was a, it wasn't a great day after that <laughs> she actually, that happened at 7 a.m but she called me into her office around 2 30 to tell me that 
my face ruined her entire day. <laughs> you ruined her whole day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was can you imagine can you imagine like me telling my subordinate who I'm responsible for that they're my emotional intelligence is that it's peak best. And somehow I allowed their face to ruin my day. Um so I kind of love that you just decided like, yeah, I'm just gonna you know keep a good sense of humor to keep things light around here. As long as they're being efficient, who cares? Um but That's yeah. How I feel. That's, as I long as they're doing their job, I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, so building and maintaining professional relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a critical part of your role, not just with your team, but also like your vendors and your sponsors who don't ship you things, or maybe they did, or maybe they didn't. We don't know. <laughs> well, we do know because he said it was in his room. Um, could you share some tips on? you know, forging long lasting professional relationships with clients, stakeholders, and like interdepartmental teams? Like how do you manage these relationships to meet individual and business goals? This is always a point of contention on my team because even though these these professionals are in events, in face-to-face events, which if you're an introvert, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's going to be uncomfortable, right? It's just, it's just going to be uncomfortable. I'm an extrovert and most people in events, I think are. By far, the most important thing to do for those relationships is be seen. You have to be seen. So that means going to industry events. It's going to receptions. It's going to charity events. It's not just being at your event and talking to all of your clients and it's going to all of the other events that you don't organize that you know all your clients are going to be at. And it's time consuming and it's long and you're probably having the same conversations over and over again, but you're seen. And that is the most important thing, building these relationships. You have well, to be seen. Thanks for making me feel horrible. Well, not really. <laughs> necessarily horrible because I so people don't know but like I am an introvert right like I am I'm an introvert and it doesn't seem like it but I am like I I I I am recharged by spending time by myself however when I go outside I'm intentional about it if I'm outside I'm outside and I'm going to engage with whomever I'm outside with so the second half of this year I made a commitment to um, be outside more often, specifically at like event related um, uh, conferences and like summits and things like that. Um, I went to IMAX in Frankfurt for the first time this year. So it was my first yeah. IMAX period. Um, and I talked to all the people. But listen, by the last day, I um, there was um, the Google Collaboratory and um, so Megan and Naomi were there and then Maya, which are there, they all work for XI, like within that like specific uh experiment. And they were my shelter. I just hid from people <laughs> in there. And I, I wasn't even actually hiding. There was like there were no booths or anything. There were no I was just sitting in there in a seat and I said to them, I'm gonna sit in here and take a break. And they said, Well, that's fine. And then um I think Megan handed me these like earplugs that I could put in my ear to reduce the noise so I could just kind of be alone, but not. (laughs) It was, it was, it was hilarious. 
Um, <laughs> but I, I think I, I think, I think I'm starting to get that feeling a bit more in terms of like having like being seen and being present at these varying events, like might actually really matter more within this industry than anything else. Um, so with that, I am, I'm probably going to commit to like, I don't know if I'm going to do 12, but maybe six a year, I think would be a good number. Like maybe every two months, something happens, we can hope. And if not, we'll just limit it to the six and then hope nothing happens in like Christmas or New Year's. And just um, that's really, it's a dead time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, unless you want to talk about like, you know, you know, Christmas parties and stuff like that. But no one ever invited oh, yeah. to those. So, no. The last time I got invited to one of those was like the HBO Christmas party, but I was doing the decorating. So that's not really, that's mm-hmm. not really um, Anyway. Yeah. On that note, my last question, which I think is a really great place to end based on how we've been chatting. What's one event you think every event professional should attend at least once in their life? Probably Expo Expo. That's that's an event for people in events. So not only is it great for networking, but you get to see new technologies that you could use in events you get to see kind of all the latest and greatest um like stuff for attendees um anything to enhance your event who is that held by tsnn i believe trade show news network okay so i would recommend that because you would get the most out of that event it rotates every year it's in a different location every year. You know what? It might, it's IAEE. I was about to say, I'm horrible. Like literally while you were telling me about it, I was Googling and I was like, okay, well, I need to go put this on my calendar. I don't know if I have it on there yet. Um, okay. That's in December. Of course it is when I was going to having events in Christmas. Yeah, I know. But it's in Dallas, Texas. And I think we can plan for that. Okay. Yeah. IAEE holds it. And it does rotate. I think, where was it last year? Nashville, maybe? It does rotate every year. Okay. Got it. Well, that's where you'll find so a lot. Thanks so of much course. for sharing. Thanks so much for um, telling me about um, all the things and being transparent about um, just the things that you do to be amazing at your job. And hopefully, the listeners here and learn and love. And I know I learned something expo expo. Apparently I'm going to be there this year. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. And that's a wrap for this episode of Aventus 365. We hope you enjoyed listening and learning something new today. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to help event professionals discover us. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode and sign up for our newsletter for behind the scenes content and updates on upcoming events. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests, or just want to say hello, you can reach us at info at eventus365.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Eventus 365.